it's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teols. You can find our group on Facebook. Don't forget to check out pinballprofile.com for all your subscription needs and past episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at pinballprofile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. We go to Maryland right now and joining us, Howard Dobson. How are you doing, Howard? I'm just fine. Thanks. You are normally not in Maryland because you seem to be everywhere. You're like me, a well-traveled <laughs> pinball player, but obviously we're taking a step back with COVID-19, but boy, do you ever get around. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoy to travel. Using pinball as an excuse is always good. Shh, don't let my, my wife might listen. Don't say <laughs> pinball is an excuse. But, but you know, you do get around. In fact, I, I think of not only things like Pinburg, which unfortunately just missed, but I mean, really, you get around. Even this year alone, you did MAGFest. You did Denver Pin Masters. You did Indisc. You got it in in uh, a few months before we uh, had to stop moving around. Yeah, just got back from Pin Masters in the nick of time. Let's talk about some of those tournaments. Uh, MAGFest, I've talked to Kevin Stone before. It's one of those ones I have to get to. It's kind of the real kickoff to the calendar year. What's it like for you at MAGFest? It's usually a good time. It's, you know, it's all you can pump and dump, but you don't actually have to feed the, you don't have to buy anything. So your your uh, admission to MAGFest gives you as many entries as you can possibly use. And it's not 24 hours a day, but it seems like it. I've heard it's a long one too, but that's a great way if you want to save some bucks and you just want to play pinball. It sounds like a good tournament. Yeah. Party atmosphere too. Yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff, other stuff going on that I, people dressed up and I'm like, I have no idea who that person is supposed to be. But uh, uh, there's just stuff going on everywhere. So if you're into cosplay or any kind of gaming, you know, there's something there at MAGFest for you. All right, Howard, I just got word that next year the only way you, Howard Dobson, can get in to MAGFest, which you like, is you have to dress up for cosplay. So what are you going to do? That's the only way you can get in, Howard. Well, fortunately, I think it's going to conflict with states. <laughs> so hopefully I will be... No, we're moving uh, states. states. We're moving states. You have to go to MAGFest. <laughs> you have to do cosplay. You cannot avoid this question. Well, I do have a uh, onesie of a turtle. I could, I suppose I could put that on, you know, a pajama thing. Well-timed. <laughs> I think that would work well. Yeah. Okay. If states don't move... Get that all ready. Maybe dry clean it or whatever, but uh, I think you're going to be safe. And then I saw you at Indisc. Boy, they really stepped it up at the IFPA Open this year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm really, you know, my best chance is typically in classics, so I pretty much have to focus. Well, at first I try and do both, but eventually I'll be on the bubble for classics and have to ignore the uh, mains at most of the big tournaments. Uh, so that's that's what I did, and I didn't manage to get in this year to any of the Classics Finals. But last year you did, so it's not like uh, you're a stranger to the playoffs by any means. And in fact, uh, you really had a good year last year. I think you got up to, oh, let me see, top 200 in the IFPA at one point. Yeah, I think I have a snapshot of the day I was 190. They must have been recomputing because it was only that day, and I, I took a uh, screenshot. But uh, yeah, I think IFPA says 200 is my high. Oh, I know what those snapshots are like. I, for maybe five <laughs> minutes, I was ahead of Adam Becker for the first time in my life. And he quickly saw that and immediately uh, updated the stats and uh, put in whatever was needed. That lasted a second. I forgot to take a picture. Damn it. Screenshots. <laughs> Good. I'm not sure where it is, but I know it's somewhere. Well, you'll just have to get back up there to the top 200. I know you can for sure because yeah. you do get around and... 
That's one thing too. You know, we talked about the IFPA Open. We talked about MAGFest and uh, I don't want to forget about Pin Masters as well, what you went to. Do you find that these tournaments are more beneficial to you than leagues? Because I see the pros and cons of both leagues and tournaments. Definitely. I mean, on on a points basis, they're definitely worth more because I pretty much have to win any league I'm in for it to count much uh, towards uh, my IFPA standing. Uh, But I enjoy... I enjoy leagues. I actually run a league where I don't play up at uh, Holy for Holies in uh, Baltimore. And I sometimes play in the Crabtown Pinball League in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Tell me about Crabtown League because I've seen that on your IFPA scorecard a a few times. So it's one that you've been to more than once, I noticed. Yeah, so that's a place. uh, It's a crab restaurant. uh, And they've actually had arcades and pinballs since the 70s. Uh, I think they had like... When uh, Asteroids came out, I think they had five copies, and wow. lines, were, lines were down the street. I think they still have two of those. And most of the pins that are in there, they bought new in-box, old Bally Kiss, and old... I, they probably didn't buy the old Chicago new in-box, but lots of the other... <laughs> so they've got lots of solid, uh, old solid states, and they're starting to... They've got like five newer Sterns now. So it's a good place to play. I also... Uh, as I said, I'm lead director up at uh, Holy for Holies in uh, in Baltimore at the Holy for Holies Pinball League. And you don't plan it; you just want to give back to the community. Yeah, it's just there's too much pressure when you're in charge, and it's very uh, those Thursday nights. We used to do it just on Thursday night, and we got up to like 50 players, and yeah, it was just too hectic to feel comfortable playing and hurting cats. So. <laughs> Not a lot of people run tournaments where they don't participate. I mean, some of the bigger events, obviously, that, yeah. uh, you know, Stern Pro Circuit caliber, but leagues and whatnot, you know, that's kind of a, it's there for social aspect. It's there, you know, sure, there's some points involved, but really, it's just kind of, in a lot of ways, introducing people to pinball. Yeah, I mean, but when you go into a league where the only way you're going to make any points is if you win it, you know, if you if you're... Sometimes you feel that pressure or, you know, it's easier just not, you know, sometimes I guess for a night where I just play, play around with the, uh, with a three player group, but not often. I'm usually busy doing other things. But that takes quite a commitment from you to give up that time to do that. And really for the benefit of others. Yeah. And now that we've moved to two nights a week, I mean, I've, I, I used to try and do it all, but now I've got help. So I can always just say, yeah, I'm not going to make it this week. Can anyone cover? And, uh, three other people who will step in gladly and and take care of it so so that's good (laughs) from your traveling going to different tournaments you see what is needed and how difficult these are to run and how many moving parts there are in tournaments just like there are in leagues we mentioned some of the tournaments that you went to but you know you've been to things like pinball the zoo last fall you were at free play florida and that's a major tournament as well and even you got a chance last year, it's uh, about 16, 17 months ago, you made the trip across the Pacific to Australia and checked out what their pinball action was like. Yeah, I just happened to be over there and it coincided with the Australian uh, championships. I played in a couple of their side tournaments and, and then I went to the Kiwi Pincade as well, which was the end of my trip was coming up. And so I just went for an extra week over to New Zealand to run around and see how amazing New Zealand is and then go play some pinball with uh, those guys. That was uh, a lot of fun. When you say that coincided with your trip there, that wasn't the plan of going there? Because you got in like six events. Yeah, no, it was it was completely coincidental. Uh, the My trip was already planned and uh, 
I don't think I knew about the Australian Championships going on until a week or two before. I knew that the Pincade was was going to work out, but yeah, it just worked out. Howard, do you know that I am banned from Australia? I mean, my partner on Final Round Pinball Podcast on the Pinball Network is Australian, but I'm banned from going to Australia because I went there in January, ran a tournament called the Pinball Profile World Tour, and I won it, and they won't bring me back now. I'm not allowed back because every time I go to Australia, every time I play pinball, I seem to win it. So they, <laughs> I'm like the older version of Escher and Colin Urban, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, yeah. these North Americans taking their points. So... I apparently am not allowed to cross the border, or it has something to do with COVID-19. One of the two, I can't remember. Yeah, maybe one of those. I got to tell you, one of my favorite memories of you is going back a few years ago at the Buffalo Pinball Summer Open, and it was at the Yacht Club. You don't even know I'm going to be saying this. Yeah. But the reason I remember it so well, I knew who you were, but then all of a sudden I look out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, this guy's a juggling master. Yeah, so the uh, that morning the power had gone out. Yeah. And... I guess they sent a blast out to Facebook telling people, you know, we'll let you know when we're back on power, but I didn't see it. So I showed up at the normal start time. So I'm, and I'm like twiddling my thumbs and I happen to have, a, I don't know what, probably just juggling balls. Yep. I don't usually carry all my props anymore. So it was a nice day. So I decided to pull them out and uh, do some practice, which I have uh, greatly neglected uh, since becoming addicted to pinball. Well, I remember seeing that, and I talked to my buddy, and I'm like, hey, do you know who's a great juggler? And Because I know his juggling background, Ian Harrower. Yes, yes. And Ian knew all about you being a great juggler as well. Yeah, I, I, I used to always wear juggling uh, T-shirts to pinball events and pinball T-shirts to juggling events <laughs> to, see, to see who would notice and strike up a conversation about it. Well, Ian was recently on Pinball Profile, and he was talking about that hand-eye coordination has really helped him in pinball. I would assume the same for you, too. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's lots of, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess there's some shared skills. But, uh, yeah, I, I really should be better multi-ball than I am. Given that I can, like, juggle six balls, I definitely can't do that in a pinball machine. You can juggle six? Yeah. God. I can juggle five for, a, you know, a reasonable amount of time. Six is a quick, uh, if you blink, you'll miss it. And is three the max for one-handed? Uh, I've worked on four in one hand. I think I probably flashed it. So that's like four throws and four catches uh, where you go into the pattern and, uh, and then quickly grab all the balls, which I've done with seven balls as well in two hands. But I was working on that for months and never really progressed much past flashing. Okay, Howard, I already have great respect for you for your pinball and also your juggling. If you tell me you ride a unicycle, you're, you're my new hero. Uh, I never got into the unicycle just because my family has a, tr a tradition of back problems. Oh. And I have thus far avoided that. And anything jarring, uh, potentially jarring to my back, I try to avoid just in case. Good call. I don't want to go down that road. No. <laughs> I'm seriously impressed with things like juggling. And when I see people on a unicycle, I'm like, how, how is that possible? So I put those in the same kind of category. And I'm still impressed, Howard. Uh, you're not at superhero status yet, but still very <laughs> impressed. Thank you. Like many people during this shutdown, if you will, during COVID-19, a lot of people have taken to streaming. You are no exception. You are on Twitch, Pinball Howard. Yes. How are you finding that? It's a good excuse to uh, play some pinball. 
you know, when I got the hint that it was the shutdown was coming, I quickly ordered some uh, some equipment, and uh, then it took me a while to actually get around to starting to stream. Probably a couple weeks, and I'm a very anti Windows, so I had to figure out how to do it all with Linux, which uh, not many people do. So I'm still using uh, OBS like everyone does, but it seems like the Linux version has some uh, peculiarities. I've watched on Twitch. I can't notice a difference. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's you know from the from the provider's point of view, things are different. It, it, it's, you've got to do a lot a lot of stuff more manually, I think. So, but it's uh, now I've got the code. I could go try and figure out why, because it's the same code base. I don't know what's different about the compilation for Windows versus Linux. But I haven't been so inspired to go uh, dig into that. I don't have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> As mentioned, not only are you on Twitch, but you watch uh, Martin Robbins occasionally. I've seen you on his Melbourne Silver Ball, and they were playing The Walking Dead. And you had every answer asked about The Walking Dead. Martin was playing at Ryan C's and wasn't sure about, you know, certain walker bombs and, and how to get them. And I actually didn't know how you get the different walker bombs with the three drop targets. Yeah, so it's they, they were playing a premium, which I hardly ever play. Uh, so I had... I had Probably uh, glean that knowledge from Colorado Pinball because Snow definitely knows all the rules. Although she has a pro as well, but she uh, had a mnemonic of how to remember what corresponded to what uh, Walker, what bomb. So the big Walker guy, he likes food. If you're in a prison yard, it's good if you have a weapon. And then the horde bomb, I guess, is the other one. First aid. <laughs> no, that's a good way to remember because they were trying to add a Walker bomb and they couldn't figure out how to do it and. Uh... Yeah. And the three drop targets were how to do it. Interesting. Yeah. What I really like about The Walking Dead is what you've created. You know, you went to Pin Masters, so you like pin golf, but you've kind of taken it almost a hybrid of pin golf, if you will, but really good for this time when we are isolated, kind of a solitaire golf. Do you want to explain what you've done with The Walking Dead? Yeah. So uh, a couple of weekends ago, there was a uh, pin skins tournament. Yeah. It used to be Title Town, and they had to rename something Division 82, Battle, something 82. And, um, yeah, so they were playing, they played a round of that. And since I've been streaming, I tend to like to uh, go into my streams with a particular goal in mind. So figure out how Siege works on uh, Walking Dead was a recent one. You know, it's got this big insert there. I've never seen anyone go for it. I think it's not worth a ton of points. That's why no one ever goes for it. But it's like $100 million if you don't multiply stuff uh uh, once you finish, at least that's a couple times I've gotten to it. That seems to be the value I get. But, you know, so I was just curious as to what it was. So I did a stream where I looked at that. I did a you know, glass off stream where I looked at it uh, just to make sure I understood the rules after the initial one. But getting back to the pin golf solitaire thing, um, after watching the stream, I was thinking of how can I get some of that uh, feel at home? So... Walking Dead, I know pretty well, and I know sort of what my capabilities are. So the idea is to construct a course on the game you know, the game you have at home, that you believe each hole you should make the objective something that you believe you can accomplish if you have a pretty good three-ball game. So on Walking Dead, you know, I think my last hole is kill 30 walkers. So I've been going for last man standing a lot, so I've been in the mode where I'm trying to kill as many walkers as possible to get to 150. 
let me run down what you've got here as your course here. This is for a Walking Dead Pro. Hole one, again, the objective is to try to do it within three balls, but you set the game up for five balls, correct? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So hole one, this is something you can do at home. The Walking Dead Pro. Hole number one, try for three multi-kills. Hole number two, start bloodbath two times. Not easy to do, but five balls again. Hole number three, start prison two times. Hole number four, start well walker three times. That's a good one. That's got to be a tough hole. Yeah, I mean, I've run the course a couple times, and uh, the first time I got like five over, and the second time I got one under. Okay. Uh, But I don't remember exactly which holes gave me problems and which ones didn't. Hole number five, two successful crossbow shots. Yeah, so for that, you have to... uh, the light weapons and drop the targets when they're on weapons that lights your crossbow shot. Then you have to shoot the arena shot, the right ramp. It'll come around and light crossbow shots. And you have to successfully hit one of them. And you have to do that twice. And for I, I can't find a good way to uh, to keep the ball under control coming down that, uh, that left feed to then, you know, not just fire away at a shot. So I can't, I haven't been able to... Uh, a post trap it or uh, it's not going fast enough to ski jump over to the other flipper usually so i tend to flail away so i think i've gotten six both times on that hole <laughs> we all do that hole number six three tower jackpots hole number seven woodbury collect two million that's tough to do yeah it's, well it's it's one of those that can be easy or very frustrating because you just have to light woodbury you shoot it over there i mean you hit the woodbury shot and then successfully make the uh, skill shot. Which is tough. Yeah, you have to do that, and you have to be able to do it twice. And so once you've done it the first time, and you've lit the two million, and you keep missing the skill shot, you know, the third and fourth times, it can get very frustrating. That's a tough (laughs) hole there, I'm telling you right now. Hole number eight, complete a mode, finish one of CDC, arena, or tunnel. And I added a terminus to that as well. Okay. And you mentioned hole number nine, 30 walkers. That's neat. I'm going to post that if that's all right with you, Howard, because that's a, that's a fun little challenge. Yeah. I mean, and it should be, people should tailor it to their own skill and uh, level and their, the way they have their game set up. But like you do on Twitch, you know, you have certain challenges each time you go on the stream. Well, this would be a great challenge and a fun way to play when you are by yourself. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I was, I posted on the Quarantopia Facebook page, uh, this idea, and like, you know, because they had uh, how many, 200 people or something in that tournament. I'm like, do this with one of your machines at home, and uh, it's a way you can uh, you can play it multiple times and see, you know, am I getting better, am I getting worse? Is this hole too easy? How do I tweak it? So how are you playing your games differently than you normally would have? So with my juggling background, you know, I'm used to practicing things, so... If you're practicing juggling five balls and you drop a ball, you reach down and pick it up and you start juggling five balls. So if you think of a pinball game as like a performance, you know, you've got steps and you've got a sequence of tricks and a performance that you have to string together to have a, a successful performance. So, you know, a lot of people, they don't take advantage of all the things that are available to them on their machine because they choose to play it as a three-ball game on default settings, and let's try to get to the wizard mode. So my approach is, I mean, I do that for a while, but then I, I, I have no problem with using, the game was designed with 200 settings, 300 settings, and you paid five or six grand for it, 
you should be able to make use of those settings to do things that help you improve. So I was I was on about a one month binge of going for Last Man Standing, which I got to several times. The only cheats were death saves. I never got I've never gotten there all the way without death saving. But you know the first time I got there, I then bombed out in like ten seconds after a half hour game. And so that can be that can get disheartening after you do that a couple times. So what did I do? I added a couple extra balls uh, based on score so that I could get there easier. And the first time I did it, I just I just set the ball, you know, set set the balls to ten. So the object of getting there was no longer the issue. The the the, the object of this game was to proceed through last man standing to learn how it works and hopefully finish it the next time I get it, you know, using the, the non-cheater way. You know, I don't really like using that term either. It's not it's not a competition. I'm not cheating anyone. What I'm using what I'm doing is using the facilities of the game to help me learn to play it better. Uh, it has helped me not get frustrated with, for example, going for last man standing, which I think is going to help me a lot in competitive pinball uh, because I've, I've never been a good wood chopper. Like if I if I get into a deep hole on ball three, the chances of me coming back historically is is pretty slim because you know I'm not usually prepared for a 20 minute ball, but I am now because I've been working on last man standing, where it typically takes me 30 minutes just to get to last man standing. So I also like to look at break down individual aspects of the game. Like I was saying, figuring out how siege work. I was looking at uh, the rule sheet. And it talked about crossbow frenzy, but it didn't really explain much about it. And then I looked back at the old uh, change logs, which used to mention a thing called crossbow multiball. And I'm like, what the heck is that? I've never seen crossbow multiball. Apparently, it was in old code, and at some point they took it out. Uh, I think about the time that Horde was introduced. I haven't been playing that long, so I don't remember that. So it's you know go through you know I've been going through the rule sheet, going, what's that? How does that work? And then trying to figure out, you know, how I can play a game that focuses more intently on that aspect. So then when I go play a normal game, you know, I understand the specifics of, of each of the little nuances. Good idea, too. I mean, you've got me wondering about the games I have about different settings and uh, some different challenges I can do. Well, the settings are also very valuable. If you just sequence through them, uh, it'll tell you, okay, here are the options for you know, for siege, you know, or for multi kills, it tells you what the current number of each thing you need is. So that then gives you a list of all the things that you can do to get a multi kill that are have a setting associated with them. And so, anytime you're like looking at uh, how does that thing work, it's good to step through this, the the settings to see what what talks about that particular mode on your machine, and maybe it'll give you some hints as to how it works. Because the uh, you know the rule sheets on uh, Tilt forums they're wikis, which means someone you know the designer did not write that, the coder did not write that. Someone thought they figured it out and wrote it down, which doesn't mean it's correct. And it also like with Walking Dead, there's I don't know how many software revisions there's been. And I don't know that they every time a new revision comes out that they've gone back and double checked all the rules to see if they're slightly different than than what they were. So it's good to uh, look at that, I guess. For sure. I've been finding I've been playing some of my games differently than I've ever played them before. And 
it's the same kind of concept, trying to find new ways to do things. So I'll give you an example. On Fishtails, I'll play and I'll be like, all I care about is multi-ball. I don't care about monster fish video mode, anything else like that. I'm just going, how many times can I start multi-ball and hopefully get that super jackpot? Another thing I do is then just do all monster fish. So it's the crisscrossing of the boat. Or maybe it's try to get to the end of captive ball. So there's lots of different things you could do with any game. And you've given a good example for The Walking Dead. And you've even created one for Jurassic Park Premium. Yeah, so that one uh, I've only played once. And it was, what do you get a one or a six on the hole? So they're not they're not real, really dialed in yet. So um, A work in progress. It's a work in progress. But uh, yeah. So the other thing is, you know, I've created a spreadsheet where I can, like, track uh, my, my scores. I probably play each of them once a day, uh, once a week in a pin golf format and see, see how it goes. Have you gotten into the ICR? I haven't done any of that. Just not, not interested in it, or? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, these are great things to do while you're by yourself, but, you know, we are eventually going to get back to playing pinball in competition, and we all have our own nemesis. I know I play Ian Harrower, who we mentioned earlier. I play him more than anybody else. And yours is a guy who, pretty good player. In fact, one time, like 16th in the world. He's been playing for years and years and years. Justin Bath seems to have your number, or you certainly play him a lot. Yeah, just well, Justin plays in every tournament in Maryland, uh, Virginia, or, or uh, D.C. And he's always the top one or two player in the state. If you saw that video of him uh, doing the one-handed uh, monster fish. It was on Facebook a couple of weeks ago uh, <laughs> while drinking a beer. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll play uh, Adam's Family and tour the mansion twice with a beer in one hand and just playing one-handed. So, yeah, he's he's like the coolest, the coolest guy in pinball. Now, if he could juggle with the other hand, then I would give him the coolest guy title. I mean, come on. I wouldn't be surprised. Although where would he put the beer? So good point. <laughs> so he, he plays a lot in the Maryland area, and obviously you do too. Tell us about Pin Baltimore. You're wearing a Pin Baltimore shirt right now. Yeah, so Pin Baltimore is a festival that has been in Holy for Holies, uh, which is a restaurant up in uh, Hamden in uh, Baltimore. And uh, the owner there has a large collection of pins. There's usually about nine or ten pins on the floor, I think. But for Pin Baltimore, it closes like half the restaurant and opens the upstairs, and I don't know how many they had. Sixty pins. So the the upstairs was used for the tournament, which I I was one of the tournament directors for, you know, running the Never Drain software and all that stuff. We ran classics and a uh, main this past year. The first year we ran two one-day classics and a main. I think we had about a hundred and... 130 in each of them this year. Uh, Trent Augenstein won everything. He won the uh, he won the main. He won the classics. He won. They also had a uh, one of those head-to-head games. What the heck's the name of it? It's not a it's not joust. It's a, a soccer game. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're talking about goals. Yeah. So maybe a soccer soccer. You know. So they did uh, split flipper flipper teams on either side. A lot of people wore costumes for it and. Uh, there's no tilt bob in this machine, so they had uh, drawn circles on the ground around each of the legs. They had a referee, and if you were responsible for moving the machine out of the circle, then your team had to take your hands off the uh, 
the flippers uh, until the next goal. Like a penalty shot almost. Yeah, I was like, yeah. So I was like... But again, cosplay, Howard, that turtle outfit could have come in handy. <laughs> yeah, there, one of the guys uh, shows up, and I'm uh, scorekeeping, and he's in his costume. And I'm like, well, that's not, that's not Neil. And he goes, yeah, that's me. I'm like, he had like this wig with a, with a, yeah, he just, he does nothing like himself. But yeah, it was a good time. I think it's one iPod, one pinball uh, recorded it, so. So I think it's probably on their YouTube site if they've got a YouTube site. Pinball tomorrow. I gotta make sure I get there once all this COVID stuff goes away. Yeah, I don't, I, this year they're unsure as to what they're gonna do. They might do a virtual kind of thing, or I don't know. They haven't decided. But yeah, well, that's again one of those things where I was running the tournament, so I didn't get to play in. So it's hard to see everyone else scoring all these points in the states. Oh yeah, good point. Because you don't have the option. <laughs> that's right, because you are a staple at the Maryland State Championship. Yeah, so um, I've actually played in Maryland, Virginia, and DC in the states. So it's nice to have options. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first year I started playing, you know, I saw that Stern Rewards thing as a carrot, and so I, I was on the whopper, the whopper hunt, and so I pretty much played in everything that year. And my goal the second year was to break the thousand mark, even though I didn't, I had no idea if Stern Rewards was a good deal or not. It just you know, that didn't matter. It was a goal that I could uh, search for. That's a great program. The Storm Rewards program is a good one, too. I know a lot of people that have taken advantage of that, too. A great way to get your new in-box machine, for sure. I've actually done it twice. So. What machines? My Walking Dead and my Jurassic Park Premium. Good choices. Good choices. Howard, I look forward to seeing you again. Uh, turtle costume or not, uh, you know it'll be at a, at a pinball tournament. Uh, make sure you bring some balls just in case. Power goes out, and uh, we'll check you out on Twitch as well. All right, we'll see you. Thanks. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. Check out pinballprofile.com for all past episodes and how you can subscribe to this program. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at pinballprofile, and you can email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. I'm Jeff Teolis. Oh!